Hello, and welcome to Legendary Ventures, a Legend of Zelda podcast. This week we're going to explore the fifth dungeon, level five, the Lizard. I'm your host, Paul Riley. I'm a Zelda fan, and I'm exploring the series by playing through each of the mainline Zelda games in release order. That means I'm not going through any spin-offs or multiplayer-focused releases. So, today, as we exit level four, the Snake, we once again have a clue on where to go next. We were given our very first clue on how to find a dungeon last time when we had a raft and they were able to reach the island with the snake. Inside the snake, we were given a clue from an old man that told us to walk into the waterfall. After crossing back over the lake, we can head east and north and eventually west following the shoreline of the river. Eventually we'll reach a waterfall and sure enough, we can walk through it. Inside is an old woman. Pay me and I'll talk, she says, and we're given three options for payment. If we choose the middle value, she'll give us a hint on how to reach level 5, telling us to go up, up, up the mountain ahead. Last week, I mentioned the Lost Woods. This week, we're actually going to be entering what's known as the Lost Hills. This is a second softlock location on the map. Players who don't know the secret of the Lost Hills cannot advance past it. But with this hint, we know that we need to travel north. We need to go up on the Lost Hills. Even though it says up, 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 we actually need to go four times up, 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 up in order to reach the fifth dungeon. This dungeon is shaped like a lizard's head. Unlike the picture within the manual, it's actually facing to the west and the mouth is open. There's an unmarked room on the map that creates the eye We start uh, in the neck, just below the jaw. A door to the east contains a new enemy called the Pole's Voice. Defeating all five of these enemies will give us a key. We can then backtrack and head north. We're going to encounter dark rooms in this dungeon, just as we did within level four, the snake. We're also going to encounter another new enemy called the Gibdo. This is a mummy enemy. We can use the candle to brighten the room, and we can see that instead of water, this dungeon contains lava streams. This is the exact same hard lock room that we saw in level four that prevented us from moving forward with a stream, blocking the path forward if you don't have a ladder. It's just lava this time instead of water. Dungeons five, six, and seven all contain this room, hard locking them to if you don't have a ladder. You need to complete dungeon four before you can progress to any of these dungeons. Through a locked door on the east, we find an old man who finds a clue on to defeat the boss. He tells us Dig Dogger hates a certain kind of sound. This is the first hint that we'll also need to find the item within this dungeon to complete it. I would almost say this is starting a trend. We'll see this through many games throughout the series where dungeon items are required to defeat the boss of that particular dungeon, but I know it does not keep it up for the rest of this game. And I also know that its sequel doesn't always follow this pattern as well. But it's nonetheless an early example of a concept that becomes central to many of the later games. Backtracking, we can defeat all the Gibdos and cross the stream and then go through a door on the north. We'll find a mini-boss fight against three Dodongos, another returning boss. We'll see this pattern repeat throughout the game, where bosses from previous dungeons appear in later dungeons as mini-bosses. Each Dodongo needs two bombs to defeat it. I personally struggle with this room. On both my very first playthrough of this game and my playthrough for this podcast, I've misplaced bombs and run out. And then I've been forced to move between the later rooms of the dungeons, killing enemies in an attempt to harvest more bombs. It's worth noting that this room with the Dodongos can be skipped, 
Players can place a bomb on the west wall of the stream room and bypass the fight. But on the north of the Dodongo room is a locked door, and passing through that door we'll find the map. And with the map, we'll be able to solve actually one of the dungeon's puzzles. So, heading back, we head through the west door of the Dodongo room. In the next room, we'll find another stream and a number of Zol, go through a door to the south. Traveling south, we'll find a room with Gibdo and four blocks. But even after defeating all the monsters, the blocks do not budge. It appears that we're at a dead end. This is the puzzle that's solved by consulting the map. Looking at the map, we can see that there is a room directly west to the room that we are in, and we can access it by placing a bomb and then traveling through the door that we created. In the next room, we'll have to fight five blue dark nuts. This is a more powerful version of the dark nut enemy that we've encountered in the past. The center of the room's also got the diamond-shaped blocks surrounding a staircase, so we've got to defeat all these guys to move the westmost block and access the stairs. Down the stairs, we'll find another 2D screen. This one, though, is different from what we've seen in the past. It features just two long staircases, one on the east and one on the west. We'll travel down the west stairs and then move up the east stairs and find that we've moved to a completely different part of the dungeon, going from the southwestern end to the northwestern end. This is the second style of two-dimensional room that we'll see in the game, and it will be repeated in other dungeons throughout the game. Through a locked door on the south, we'll find a room packed with keys and a key. The room to the east can only be accessed by placing a bomb. Inside, we'll find an old man who, in exchange for 100 rupees, will allow Link to carry a maximum of 12 bombs, up from 8. Very good buy. Hope you had enough rupees. We can then head back to the diamond block room and head through a locked door on the west. This room's also full of blue dark nuts and a block. Defeating the dark nuts allows us to push the block and reveal another staircase. Going down the stairs reveals a 2D segment with the item. This is the same item 2D segment we've seen in all the other dungeons that just gets repeated over and over again. And this time inside the alcove containing the item we find the whistle. The whistle actually has a lot of different uses. It's used to fast travel between dungeons on the overworld, it's also used to defeat Dig Dogger, and it's essential to access a later dungeon. We can then backtrack from here in this item room all the way back to the room where we fought the Dodongos. We can then head west, brighten the room, clear it of enemies, and continue on. Heading north, we'll clear more enemies out of rooms to get keys. We continue north, brighten the next room, and take on three red dark nuts. The ladder ability comes in useful here because we can actually sit in between the paths that they walk on and hit them. Clearing them all out gives us the compass. We continue north, brightening rooms along our way, taking out Pole's voice, Gibdo, and Keys, and continue on, eventually going west, taking out Gibdo before continuing west, and then defeating five Pole's voice. The boss can be heard roaring from the next room, but instead of going to face it right away, we'll place a bomb on the north wall, revealing that the Eye of the Lizard is fact an unmarked room. This room is optional, but it does contain a hint with an old man. He says, secret power is said to be within the arrow. There is some debate on the meaning of this hint. It could be referring to the weakness of the Pulse voice enemy. So in Japan, the Famicom, the Japanese equivalent of the NES, actually had hardwired controllers that could not be removed. And the second player controller contained a small microphone. So players could defeat the Pulse voice by making a noise into that microphone. The hint here in the Japanese version let players know to use the microphone. Now, in part because the NES featured removable controllers, the microphone was removed. With no microphone, the weakness to the Pulse Voice had to be changed to arrows. A single shot from an arrow will take a Pulse Voice out. 
For that reason, many people say this hint is a simple straight swap to reflect the change. But there are some out there that argue that this is giving players a hint for later on on how to defeat the boss of level 6. And still others believe that this is a hint towards the final boss, Ganon, where special silver arrows are required to defeat him. I'll leave it up to you to decide which one you think is most likely. So, back to the dungeon, we can head west, we face the boss, Dig Dogger. According to the manual, Dig Dogger is a giant sea urchin. It's bigger than Link and is currently invulnerable. And it just moves about the stage. There are statues in each corner of the room that fire fireballs at the player. Going off the hint that we got earlier in the dungeon, we pull out the whistle and we play it. This causes Dig Dogger to shrink and become vulnerable. It takes just a few hits and the boss falls. We're able to claim another heart container and a piece of the Triforce. So, next week we're going to cross the river and explore the sixth dungeon of the game, the Dragon. If you'd like to follow along, please consider subscribing. I'm Paul Riley. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.